Welcome to the Fatty Z Hello. Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Hi, good evening. Good evening. I have Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here. Good evening, guys. Shoot him in the leg. And I have Gearman Steve. Hi, Gearman. What's going on, guys? <laughs> oh, not too much. Well, this is going to be our bait review podcast. We've kind of been publicizing it for the last several months. Uh, this is the official one. This were uh, These were baits sent in to the podcast to uh, have us review them. And um, I did not personally review them. However, I have a professional of data collection, gear man, filling in for me. And we'll give more on that story, how that happened um, once we get through these plugs. But I just wanted to kind of preference this show is going to be the first review of all the baits that we did receive. Um, there were multiple, multiple donations from the same, uh, manufacturer. So, um, there will be, I guess, how can I put this? Some of these, some of these people that built gave us a couple baits and we're going to spread them out. We did not want to stack them on the same show. So we tried to make this show fit a seasonal approach. We've talked about this at length, but this is, it's, it's a go now. So this first show is going to be, we have a small glider, we have a topwater and we have a smaller crankbait and kind of what we're trying to niche this one in is like the spring, even though this isn't quite spring, the smaller baits, spring, you know, downsizing that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think that we, we would hit this perfect, because uh, there could be a lot of room for opinion on all the baits that we have. But this is kind of, we went with some of the smaller ones right from the get-go. And like we said, when we're done with this, at some point we will sell these. Uh, These will be a unit. All three baits in this review are going to be for sale as one lot. We'll have more details on that when we figure it out. Vance, do you think it's going to be kind of like what we did with the... uh, the bench warmers. I would say that. Yes. I I probably, that would be the easiest avenue is I will run a fundraiser for these, uh, groups of baits. Okay. And all proceeds, 100% of the money that we touch is going to muskies Inc. It's going to be donated. It's going to feed the muskies minnows. So I try to make that as clear as possible. And, um, that is actually what's going to happen. So when when the time comes, we're going to publicize a little bit more, but keep your eyes out, eyes and ears open for that. All right, let's get these plugs going. Fat AZ Musky Products, fatazmusky.com is our website. It is up and rolling. There's a lot of baits that are out of stock. Um, as far as I know, the inventory is up to date, and baits I still believe are available at Team Rhino Outdoors and Musky Tackle Online. How's Hogan's Hut doing? Are they getting? They involved? are. They're doing good. Doing doing good. Like most of them are gone, or they still have some. Oh, they still have some, but I mean, they're they're slim pickings in there with colors and stuff. they ordered a ton of. Yeah, yeah. They got a they got a bunch of baits. I've had two people come fish with me this year already that stopped there, bought a raptor, came on the charter, and caught a fish on their raptor. That's pretty. They cool. suck. Those those baits follows only. <laughs> yeah, I have a that feeling that there's a, a inside joke that I I don't know about. 
Well, I mean, I feel like we, we've like had uh, emails like sent <laughs> sent to us in the past that just have been like, "Do you get a lot of follows on that page?" So like, yeah, and a lot of catches too. <laughs> but anyway, anyways, that uh, was crazy when when I when I made that post about this brown perch. Remember that? Yeah, yeah and I and like, there's a part of me that wishes you didn't. <laughs> Anything that, I, anything that I do that generates revenue, you pretty much are against. So that's fine. Um, no, but what it was was year, that it's not a standard color, and I've spent a lot of well, time I, answering questions. Well, so, so did I. I mean, but I'm just saying that's something that we should bring for next year back is that color for sure. It's pretty simple. And, and it's a, I mean, we always talk about that color. Yeah, we should have it should have it there's tons of chameleon put on it well we don't really have to do that you know i think that fat is coming and going you know yeah i mean i'll I'll agree with that i just would when you hit it shimmery in the light just right and then you get this dull dead banana in the mail and you get mad at it (laughs) but it is beautiful It (laughs) it was a really nice paint so but the rod holders as far as I know, everything is uh, rocking and rolling rod holder wise. Um, if you're looking to set up your boat, feel free to reach out to me, ask any questions. Um, almost daily, I'm answering some kind of question through email, text, messenger, through any of the outlets. Um, feel free to use me. I'll give you my opinion. Uh, Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guys, M cfishandguides.com go ahead get a hold of us and we will try to get you out there on Chautauqua Lake now till through November and we'll get you on some fish I'm falling behind a little bit there's lots of stuff going on in the uh, fishing right now it's long hours I've, I know I have a few calls to return right now but uh, I'll do my best if I don't get back to you instantly it's because I'm trying to find time to do that but uh, do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish Come out with us. You'll be fishing out of rangers, specifically anglers. Uh, shout out to Vic Sports Center. Check them out for boats. You got to order one. They have nothing in stock. Um, use their used boats are flying too. Um, Tritons, Starcrafts, Starwelds, and Rangers. Shout out to Ranger Boats. Shout out to St. Croix Rods uh, for sponsoring the show and the guide business. Um, they're pretty good. That's all I can say. I haven't broke one in a long time. Well, actually, <laughs> since private tuning, but that's a long time. <laughs> that was like two weeks ago. I know. My hand has never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> you got a and... hook now? Okay. Last one. Aqua Traction. Uh, get a hold of nick at uh aqua traction it's nick at alumametalfab.com um i hope i pronounced that correctly and he does this way better um but aqua traction advanced marine flooring 100 percent cross-linked cross-celled pe foam polyethylene that's right stain resistant no shrinking no peeling custom to your boat it's actually custom to your boat. Not like Todd gets his 1880, 
scanned and then they just have one for an 1880 it's like they come out they scan your boat every nook and cranny and you get this really sweet flooring uh no slip easy to clean sound dampening provides style provides comfort fastest turnaround and best warranty in the industry get a hold of nick i i can i can attest to the uh to the no staining. My my boat has seen the sun one time with this this new floor on it. And let me tell you what, there's not a stain to be found. Um, <laughs> there, there are Would some... you have to back it out of the way to get the tractor out or something? No, I, I, I did. I, I talked about it on the lot last show. I did put the muffs on it and fire it up just to make sure that just to make sure it ran. Um it did, and then I tucked it back in the dungeon. But there there are a little bit of dust marks from my shoe from walking across the concrete floor and then stepping in inside of it. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, as, as far as, as far as, uh, durability, you're not going to want to ask me about that. I can just tell you how good it looks right now. And, uh, to kind of expand upon what Vance was talking about with the, um, with like the, uh, built to your boat kind of fit it, I asked about Gearman 617 and it was uh it was brought to my attention that he said that Nick would uh went on to say that yeah just cuz they're the same boat they they're usually not the same there's going to they're going to be off by a half an inch here or there which was a little bit shocking to me but I would imagine that yeah. he would probably know more because he's measuring these boats and probably learned through experience that not every like every boat is the same so, yeah, you can't just repeat. That's that's strange, but yeah, I mean, I I, their their tolerance is is like different than what I'm used to to doing. Like you build a house and you're out a square quarter inch, no one cares. And mm-hmm. for me, you're kicked out on the street and you're homeless. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's some really nice stuff. Um, be sure to check it out. You know, just Google search Aqua Traction and. Uh, our, our, we dealed we, we dealt with Nick at Aluma Metal Fab. He also makes swim platforms and uh, other things. That's what that um, the name of his other business is. So be sure to check that out. Great stuff. All right, Gearman, talk to me. Well, I'm a little hesitant to give this plug because I plug the same guy every time, and he said I'm becoming a musky rod builder when he's like a bass fisherman. All right, then screw him. Screw him. If, yeah, he, if he's him. mad at the free thing, screw him. No, yeah. no, no. He's not mad. Trust <laughs> me. He, he, he just, I think, never envisioned that his business would go on this trajectory. But it has, and he's excellent at it. I hope you're getting a kickback on it. No. <laughs> Why are you doing it? Make sure he listens to this. At listen, the 10-minute, 30-second mark, say, listen to this. And you're playing hardball. Here's the deal. I'm a guy who loves quality. That's what I'm in for, and this guy produces it. So I, I, I appreciate the the uh, platform to promote his business because he is excellent. Uh, and he, he works on St. Croix blanks almost uh, exclusively, so that, that ties all into the, the great quality of products you guys have tested and promote. So uh, his name is S.H. Fish and Sticks, F-I-S-H-N-S-T-I-C-K. X C K S. That makes no and sense. What? <laughs> what you just said? All those letters. M X T X. M X T S. Fishing sticks. There's letters in there. You can find them. Uh, Scott Hovenick is his name. 
And if you get anything close to it, there's an N in there. And like I said, it doesn't spell all out there. <laughs> I'd like to buy a vowel. Um... You, you'll find him. <laughs> he's out there. And like I said, he's, he's doing like a musky ice rod. You ever heard of such a thing? So he, he's, he's doing all kinds of different uh, specialty builds. So there's my plug. I appreciate it with all the letters and all. Now, so, yeah. what, what was up with he, he, him not able to build that whatever double-handed fly rod thing that is that something just out of his league the one you got from i think thorn brothers no he he can do it um the, the thing was the, the shipping of the blank is ridiculous so um thorn brothers had a worked out deal that they could get me the blank uh done because he bought the blank off him it was a lot of money and it, it was a whole thing with shipping and costs and stuff he, he could definitely do it but getting the supplies and, and how bad shipping has gotten. Um, it was just uh, probably more economically feasible for me. Uh, to to get it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Very nice. All right. We guys ready to jump in on these? Let's go. Do it. Okay. So the first bait that we are going to review, I'm going to come clean on this. And I think everyone on this podcast is in agreement with this. Now, granted, I didn't throw any of these. I had, it worked out good. And I, I, I said, I was going to explain this. It worked out really well that Steve had a five day window to go fishing and he was staying up at the lake house, which is not far from my, my place. And you went, you wanted something. I, 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 for, I forget exactly what it, what it was. And if you remember what it is, don't say it because I think I do remember what it is. And, mm-hmm. You showed up and we just got to talking like we normally do. And you're like, I'm fishing all day tomorrow to do this on, on the local lake. And I'm like, how about this? My schedule isn't going to free up at all. I'm not going to make it. Let's be realistic. I need you to test these under the conditions that you're going to hop on the podcast and, and be the voice of myself. I'll still be the guy that's kind of steering the ship on this, but I need, I need a third voice, a third opinion. And, uh, so that's kind of how uh, Steve agreed to it and uh, why he's even here. So yes. the first bait, and everyone kind of agrees to this, we're a fish out of water. This is something we are we are no expert in, but we gave it our go anyway. That's what kind of a team player we are. Uh, the first bait we got was a, not the first bait, the first bait we're reviewing is a Smitty Bait flap tail. This is just, it kind of threw me for a loop, but it's sitting here. It was in front of us. We have a job to do. So before we jump into exactly like the bait itself, um, every, every single bait we're reviewing, I did a small interview with the bait maker, just getting some kind of history and stuff like that. Just building a background as best I can. There's a chance I'm going to fail at this, but I'm giving it a go. So, uh, Jake Smith is the is the guy that reached out to me uh, to send us these baits. His father, Russ, is what they call him. Um, well, Russ is his father's name, but they call him Smitty. So he started Smitty Baits back around 1970. Um, let's see, I can't even read that word, but. Around 1970, he started making baits. Todd, I'm sure you've heard of him from back in the day, right? Oh, yeah, Smitty Baits, yep. Smitty Baits. 
Um, yeah. So they started it, and uh, Russ and his son Jake are um, they're kind of like full time guides during the summer, and they make baits in the winter. And they make what they feel they have going to have inventory for the entire year, and then they fish all all summer long. Kind of sounds like a familiar thing, huh? Yes. There. Just thinking that. Okay. So they're kind of doing the same thing what we're doing, and they don't they don't sell direct. They tend to go through retailers. There are um, uh, local brick and mortar stores where you can get them at. Uh, I believe they're Wisconsin. That's one thing I should probably have written down or asked the question, but I'm learning. Uh, but they do have online retailers, and I believe Team Rhino is one of those. Um, I've been seeing posts with them, so I'm very sure about that. Um, but overall, to me, like this is the, the the this flap tail bait. If anyone doesn't know what a flap tail bait is, it's a topwater bait, and it has a a blade on the back. I don't even know what the shape of the blade is called. It's not a Colorado or an Indiana or a willow leaf. It's it's a blade. And this blade, I you know, when you reel the bait in, it kind of gurgles and bubbles and makes wake and stuff behind the bait. And that's the premise is you have a, a slow wake bait almost, something that's just making a light disturbance. So it's not an in-your-face topwater approach. And this is this is go this is not a new design. This this is going way back. And um but with that, I'm gonna go ahead. Vance, are you do you have that one in front of you right now? I do. Okay. So this is just from what I'm from my little interview that I had with Jake, the bait is made out of pine. So it's a wooden bait. It's about six and a half inches long. Um it has a solid brass blade in the back and it was pointed out in our interview that this blade um they're typically not brass or solid brass of this weight do you feel that that blade is is pretty like heavy for what it is um i do yeah there there's it is certainly heavy and i would say that it's almost shaped like an hourglass mixed with like a spade yes like like a bell like a like a like a cast iron bell or something like that cast. Yeah. Not iron there's bell, def- but, there's, you know, like a de- Liberty there bell. There's definitely weight to it. Yeah. So he pointed out that that was, that was something that kind of made this bait unique was the heavier blade, um, compared to other, other baits of similar build. Um, it is, uh, it has two coats of epoxy, uh, from my memory, Vance, and you tell me the, the epoxy was done nicely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it was a, uh, a a good looking bait. And I would say price range on the baits, I'm not going to go into like exact dollar values. I'm going to say that it's a a average price musky bait. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that it's like a super high end and it's definitely not a bargain bin. It's... It, it it has like that that feel to it of like to me like the old timey, like you know you got something wood and it's it's absolutely it, it has like a cool a cool feeling to it. Um. In our in our little interview, it was a slow retrieve, and it was also brought up, and I'm quoting: "Never fast retrieve." 
Um, Jake likes to fish this early in the season and late August and September. Um, those are the, the, the times he tends to do it. Now we're going to, we're going to go into what we feel, um, is here later. I'm just going through the interview. Uh, he likes the low light conditions, straight retrieve. And, um, here's something interesting. So I saved this for last on our, um, interview. There's a long wire out the front Vance. Am I correct? You are correct. I would say that that's probably about five inches. Which I thought was interesting, and I, I just I thought maybe it was there for a reason, and it, there is a good reason. What Jake explained I would to me. Hope there's a reason. Right. <laughs> Whoops, I just left this on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was getting I late at night, it. and I just didn't feel like <laughs> trimming it. <laughs> this is interesting. Do you know why that's on there? I thought it would be for a direct tie. That's yeah, I, thought, I thought it was spacing so it didn't uh, get tangled up with your leader. Todd, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's to keep the leader out away from the front of the bait so it doesn't get flipped under the. All of you yeah. are all of you are partially right. the The one that's closest is Vance. Uh, Jake exp- explained to me that this was kind of apparently the design was in such a time that leaders weren't extremely popular and that was like a leader yeah direct tie that would be mm-hmm. that little wire was your leader so uh i thought that was interesting in that you know if that's truly the case keeping the classic design kind of has this cool little vibe to it because they could easily shorten that up and everyone's running leaders now but yeah um, but i don't know something a little neat there looks like a norwile with that big long tooth hanging out the front yeah so all right who wants to go first on on their impressions of running it okay i'll I'll go ahead i mean when i saw the bait i recognized the paint as you're saying it goes back to the 70s i remember us having a couple of old you know in the 70s there wasn't that many baits out there yet and the paint looks exactly like some smitty jerk baits that we had uh so I recognized that the flap tail. I was familiar with that. We had someone, I think my grandpa had an old head and flap tail. I mean, they're worth a lot of money right now, but, uh, look, there's the same thing. It was tied. I think the tie on the head and flap tail was like just down a little bit, sort of almost were almost sort of like where you maybe even start putting a hook, but it was to keep that nose up and you reeled them real slow. And that tail did its thing back there. Um, I got to throw it a little bit. It's hard up here at Chautauqua. I mean, I did find some areas there was no weeds. We threw it, and I tried it every different way. I didn't know how you, you were to fish it. Definitely puts out a nice little bubble at the back. The hook was hitting the flap tail, the back hook. I didn't notice in my casting that it was, like, getting tangled, but I don't know if that was for noise. I'm not sure. Could, could uh, you feel it hitting it, or could you hear it, like, if it was quiet? Well, I mean, you can just see it like when it's sitting there, you know, the hook is back there. And I was like, this thing looks like it's going to get tangled. But I would say that the flap tail was flapping while we were doing it. And it probably was making a little bit of extra noise. I did it slow. I did it really fast. And, uh, yeah, it's a, I, we, we do not fish top water. I, it's a top water bait and it was, 
making some noise. We'll put it that way. That's um, you know, yeah. You brought up a you brought up a good point when when I looked at it. To me, it was just like the classic. You you could just tell that who who made the bait by the paint, or at least yeah. who painted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of neat when you recognize that stuff from, you know, just how it is. Yeah. To me, it's just a classic, classic layering, classic color choices. And, um, but, all it, right. It, it was sitting on the dash, and I had one of the biggest lure collectors in the country fishing with me that day. And he was like, well, that looks like a Smitty bait. I said, it is. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's how, how people's eyes yeah. can recognize that yep. stuff. It's It's neat. Color. Um, all right. Who wants to bring up their, their little thing next? Well, I guess I'll step in next, uh, as far as uh, fishing goes. So the aesthetics, obviously you guys covered beautiful looking bait again, unique with this long leader in the front and, and, uh, you know, having, having the, uh, flap tail on the back, like Todd said, I've seen, seen baits like that, but you know, again, it was, it was a, a good, I guess, introduction or not introduction, but, uh, um, put in place with this bait. Now, as far as fishing it goes, I'm like Todd. I, I wasn't quite sure um, how it was to be fished. So I, I figured the intent was probably slow. So I, I fished it that way for a while, slow. But then I started speeding it up, which actually works as well, a little bit more like a uh, kind of like a, a rear plop, prop blade, kind of stirring up the water quick. And then I started like ripping it like you would a popper. And I actually did pretty decent with that. Um, then I actually wanted to walk the dog with the thing, and that was a little more challenging because it's not meant to, but I was able to do it. I, I went to a short rod, about a 6'3 rod, and I really got that thing moving as a walk the dog bait. So, again, I, I, now hearing the intent of being fished slow, I will attest that actually you can fish it other ways, and I feel it, it could be just as effective. Uh, the walk the dog, like I said, was a little more of a challenge, and I don't know if it's because of that wire coming out, but but if you get the cadence down right, you can even do that. So, uh, again, very uh, interesting bait. And, again, it was it was fun to, to fish because of the, I'm not a topwater guy much either. So every time I put a topwater on, I, I find a little joy in it with that the anticipation of, of a visual strike. But I think there's a myriad of ways that it could be fished even outside the intent and, and have some uh, – some success. So that was my experience with it. Now I'm going to ask you about your, your, your ways. So now knowing that like the ideal way is slow-mo, do you feel that the other ways you tried are, would you feel be as effective? Like, um, so of the three ways outside of slow, like I said, a, a faster pace, uh, the kind of ripping like a popper in the walk the dog, I think ripping it would be effective because it, it really just kind of when you ripped it, kind of the nose would bury down a little bit and that, that uh, blade in the back would really kick up some some water. <clears throat> and then I suspect when it would settle, that blade would kind of uh, hang down and glisten a little bit and, and maybe trigger a strike. I don't know. But I think besides the slow roll, I think that kind of ripping action uh, would probably be the second most effective retrieve out of it. Okay. Just in case, like, you could go the slow and then halfway in, give it a couple quick pops kind of thing. So it gives you options on changing things up. Right. You change the cadence to see what might trigger a strike. And, again, it, it won't blow out the bait or ruin it, I don't think. I think it, it, it would still 
So you, you, uh, you had good tracking. You didn't like foul it up or, you know, too often. No, 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 no. And, and I think with that wire keeping the leader so far away, hence why I thought that's why it was, um, you know, it just didn't foul at all. No. Very nice. You have anything else you want to say about it? No, that's that's about my report. Like okay, I, said, I, I know. I, I kind of cut you off, and I didn't know if I was. No, no, no. It, it was good. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Vance, what what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was a, a neat bait. Uh, definitely a nostalgic uh, aspect to it. Um, it's something that I've really never thrown before. It's not a top water that I'm used to. It's a flat tail. It's in its own ca- you know category thing is designed to bang off the back and make noise and a little ruckus and trigger a strike um i did throw it a couple ways um and at first i just connected my leader to it and um straight retreat i was like "Hmm, i'm fouled up okay cast it back out i gave it kind of like a if you could say like a a bucktail or a spinner like pop to get it to get it started yeah to get it started and then uh i was working it slow and the thing was uh definitely uh, achieving what it's designed to do at that rate uh, after i gave it a nice little pop and then went slow and also there was a, a crew with me that um brought their own leaders and stuff and uh i i gave them some leaders to use because i didn't really like them um so i handed them these components uh, you know it was like a split ring and a piece of a straight wire it was essentially a titanium wire one with a split ring on the end of it and they tied it backwards so there was a split ring directly tied to this person's line um so i did open up the split ring connected to that short wire and reeled it in that way and i felt like I had more connection with the bait that way, if that makes any sense. So by removing the leader, you felt like you had a better feel of what the bait was doing. Yes. And that's when it, it worked like it's best. Interesting. I'm glad that I'm, I'm literally like, that is, that is great that you actually tried that because. Yeah. It it was just like dawned on me because there's a lot of people that fish gliders with, um, obviously leaders and stuff and they but they they don't have a like a snap they'll just put a split ring on it yep and that's you know to take the the thing off you have to you know of course use your pliers but to switch baits but uh so they tied up this leader completely the wrong way and i was like (laughs) let me see that real real quick and i just give me your stuff now yeah and i was (laughs) like let me just see if i could get this thing to work and we had a relatively like flat calm day so it, uh, you know, I would say that that uh, is is where it shined. Um, and I also want to credit the epoxy; it's very clean. And when um, there is excess baits on my boat, they generally sit on a dash somewhere. Even though that was like my New Year's resolution was to not have such a cluttery dash with baits. Um, so I let it bake in the sun. And uh, that epoxy held up great. You could not put your thumbnail in it at all. Very nice. I also want to make a little comment on, I have some notes here on this little sheet that I have. Um, 
they added, in my opinion, on this bait, the perfect amount of glitter. There's enough there to glisten that, that catches your eye, but it's not overwhelming for, for just like adding a little touch. Do you agree? I agree. I think the finish is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, very nice. So I'm going to do a quick wrap up on this. Uh, okay. Do you guys, uh, I jumped ahead. When do you see that this would be something you'd want to throw? If we threw top water, where do you think this would fit? Someone go first. Yeah, for, yeah, for me, I mean, I've got a few. I got, I've got a handful of trout fish on top water. I don't. I don't throw them often. Uh, when I the only time that I throw the top water, or you know, I've got some fish up in Canada on them, and it was that midsummer hot. It kind of seems opposite of what you'd think <laughs> when you think the fish were deep. That's the time that I've had success with top water. That's the only time I would want to fish at top water on a calm day, on a calm, hot, sunny evening. We'll put it that way. But as I've said, and we've all said, we are not top water uh, fishermen. I see guys throwing top water all season long, but uh, that's when I would throw it. Nice, hot, sunny evening you know sun going down throw it out up into the weed beds and see if something comes flying up out at it that's when i would do it i like i would do i would do it uh early season uh if you're like a early bird gets the worm kind of person and you're out you know at 6 a.m first light you could also probably work it there if the water's nice and still i think that's when it would shine all right steve what do you think I think definitely uh, calm conditions where this thing would uh, uh, perform uh, well. And, and, you know, like they said, early morning or late evening, I, I could see both of those. But, again, not being a topwater guy, this is just kind of my ideal conditions. So who knows? Someone might say, hey, I throw it in two-foot waves in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But mm-hmm. right. what I, I'd see, that's where I'd be. That's why we're doing the review and the other guys aren't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to have their own opinion. All right. So to kind of sum it up, we, we, we got a really uh we got a really nice bait. Uh looks like it has good quality hardware on it. Has some like old school feel, clean paint and nice epoxy. And uh pretty much if we averaged everyone's stuff where like when they would want to fish it, we're looking like calmer days. Uh, generally like low light. Uh that could be morning or evening. And Todd's the only one that said anything about cloud cover and he, he liked the sunny days. And I, I can kind of feel that too. You have a, you know, the, the day's cooling off, the winds died down, the sun's setting and just, you know, working it slow, you know, right around some weeds or, you know, rocks or something like that. Just a relaxing, probably a low impact bait to run. Um, but that is Smitty Bates flap tail. That is the review. I am putting this one off to the side with all my notes. And all right, we're going to move on to the next one. You guys ready for the next one? Absolutely. Yep. All right. This this one was uh, a bait donated uh, by Andrew's Muskie Baits. Uh, He's out of Marathon, New York. Um, 
my, I'm going to go through our little notes that I did with this interview that I did earlier today. Uh, he started making baits around 2016, uh, started building them, and started selling them in 2017. Uh, primarily, he's selling through Facebook. There are a couple um, halfway local to us brick-and-mortar stores where you can find them. Mark's Bait, Tackle, and Ammo, if everyone remembers that. Ravenna, Ohio. Um, and also Chautauqua Real Outdoors has some as well. Um, I asked, what was the uh, what was the, the goal that you set out on this bait? And he was looking for a shallower running, smaller bait uh, for his Tiger Lakes. Um, and in this conversation, he says he found out by downsizing. It also helped catch some other species as well. Um, which that makes sense. He said that, uh, trolling, this thing starts to go erratic. He actually coined a term that I like, that I like, and I might butcher this a little bit, hunting for center or looking for center, meaning uh-huh. it's, it's not going to hold true. It's essentially walking, but I just like that. I, I like how it was coined better was looking for center. It's it's kind of always trying to get back on its thing. Uh, around four and a half, five miles an hour, depending on your tuning, he says it starts to, to look around, looking for that center. Um, some notes here. It is made out of cedar. Um, he says that he hand cuts these out, uh, probably on a bandsaw, runs them on a router. He has... He designed his own lip for this bait, and, you know, they are being cut to his design. So it's not off-the-shelf components there. It's a screw-eyed bait, um, you know, the same screw-eyes that we use on our baits. So, you know, you got some good quality there. And let's see. He started on this this bait, this little chubby. He start, In the beginning stages of making it was in 2018, and late 2019, early 2020, he started to sell them. So this is, um, that's kind of like the like the background information on Andrew's musky baits and a little bit about the bait themselves. Now, um, let's kind of go in reverse order here. Vance, tell me about your experience with the bait. Yeah, I like that uh, terminology, hunting for center. Um, it definitely has bait ataxia, uh, which is just wandering all over the place at certain speeds. Um, I like the size of it. Uh, you know, it's a cute little bait, if you will. Um, the lip is definitely unique. About how, about how long is it since it's in your hand? Oh, I would say that it's about three. Yeah, three inches. Three inches, uh, um, and then at its stick, at, at its uh, from the back to uh, the belly, I would say there's probably an inch and a half there, maybe a little bit better. So it's got a nice little drop belly on it. Thins out at the tail. Um, it uh, it's a really well uh, well designed bait. The hook placement is decent on it. I like I like that a lot. You know, it's a small bait with. This looks to be three odd eagle claw hooks on it, and uh, I think you know always you know we want to beef up hooks and have more points on our baits. That's always a good thing. So uh, for a little bait, it uh, scatters all around. 
um, and has large hooks. I really enjoy it. How did it? Uh, how did it run for you? It it ran good. It took speed, um, and of course, I was, you know, I was trolling fast with it. You know, somewhere around four and a half, and um, that's when I really got it to uh, to walk and uh, kick out. Um, and uh, like I said, I could see this thing being killer uh, in the early season in shallows uh, if you're you're able to do it. Um, I really like it, and I'll I'll credit the um, the epoxy job on it again. Uh, as I've said, I let baits lay, especially when I'm testing them. Uh, I will let them lay in that sun and see what that epoxy does. That's a big factor um, in these cranks. Like what type of epoxy you use to me, at least, you know, is it a cracking epoxy or is it one that you is soft and you can just like rip it apart. I love those hard epoxy baits, even after baking in the sun. And uh, this is again, one of them. Uh, so the durability is, is up there. Uh, what kind of action, like uh, crankbait action, did it have? I'm doing crankbait hand right now, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Well, I would say that, like, it had, like, a six-inch scatter to it, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, like it, was, it, would, it was finding center it would, around six inches left and right. Yes. And uh, I, it doesn't dive too deep, uh, so it would be really effective in the shallows. Um, and, you know... If you wanted to, you know, if the fish are being boat shy or if you believe in anything like that, it's something that you could let a lot of line out and uh, not have to worry about uh, banging bottom on it. So I enjoyed it. Nice. Is there anything else you want to add to it? Paint job's cool. I mean, it's like solid black. And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just real quick. I yeah, know jump in. Concern, but th- th- that... I was throwing it uh, when I get to my turn. I'll tell you more about what what was going on. But uh, that's paint. The, it's just black with uh, almost like sponged uh, gold. Sponged gold, and I'll tell you what. That color was really. I really liked the color. I love the color on the sunny yeah. day, man. That thing was like putting a little. It looked a lot bigger than it was. Yeah, it was putting off like a black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this little. Yeah. You know, the cool gold color. that we, we love. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's sponged on so good. It almost looks like it's like, an, like a, a gold flake. Like a machine did it, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah, like like I, I, I'm searching for the word, what you were saying, but it's almost like, like, like is it is it gold flake is what they call that? Or mm. something, yeah. It's it, almost... It laid on there very nicely. Yeah, it's a stunner. Um, okay. These automotive paint guys, you know, they have the upper hand. <laughs> yeah, definitely something that I could not do. Mm. Maybe. No. Maybe not. That's being polite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Going reverse order, we got Steve in the middle again. Steve? Yeah, so I agree with a lot of what Vance said as far as, uh, you know, 
functionality of it. It's definitely a shallow water bait and maybe something you'd send out on a planer board over the shallows while you're trying to maybe work a weed edges that are not submerged. Um, the color I love too, that, that black with like gold or whatever it is was just killer. Just, yeah, I, love, I mean, I love black anything, but when you add that to it, it, it really made it a nice looking bait in the water. The one thing I think I really noticed that I liked about this bait, um, the way it kind of thumps in the water with a real rapid kind of pulse, it, your, your rod tip really, uh, you can really see it moving on the rod tip. So, you know, sometimes those other lures that you're trying to determine if you have a weed on or not, you can't quite tell always from the rod tip and you kind of maybe reach out and grab the butt of it just to kind of feel the thumping. Man, this sucker, you knew right away from the rod tip whether it was fouled or not. It could, it, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I like that kind of feedback it was giving you that I didn't have to keep trying to reach the rod. You always knew what it was doing. I think that has a lot of value when you're trolling to have that, that feedback so you're not searching around to see if you should clear lines or not. Um, so it, it definitely fills that small bait niche. And, again, you talk about being used. You can really get this sucker shallow and, and – uh, like Van said, if you, if you wanted to long line it, you, you could, and you wouldn't have to worry about bottom them out too deep. So I think I think that's a great value to this bait. So that that's, uh, I guess, my take on it and my experience with it. Very nice. Todd, is there yeah. – you know, I, I have I a mean, feeling by the time we get to the person number three, most of the stuff's already been said. But most of it's been covered. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's hear it again anyway. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Look, so I uh, – when I got the bait, put it on, we were guys, I, guys doing some casting. I was like, okay, I'm going to do a little testing here out the back of the boat. And, and I'm going to just going to be honest, uh, looking at a bait, I've been around bait making my whole life. I looked at that little thing. It is little smallest musky bait probably I've ever, I mean, you're going back to like balsa bee size, like, well, they're four inches. That thing's not even four. And I looked and I looked at the lip. I looked at everything. It's like, there's no way this thing's going to run. Well, I'll tell you, the thing very, absolutely impressed me. Just as Gearman said, I was throwing it, and my rod was thumping, and it was as hard to reel as, uh, uh, you know, throwing any crankbait that was three times the size. And I spent a lot of time getting it tuned in. I was trying to get the – I think I was trying to get the wobble out of it to make it run straight, put it out trolling. It, it – uh, you know, at, at four and a half, and I got it tuned up to where I could put it in the spread a little bit. Very impressed because initial, you know, initial looking at it was like, this thing's not going to run. That lift is too small, blah, blah, blah. I think it actually went a little deeper than I expected it to when I was casting it. Uh, but uh, I threw it a good bit. And you said, Andrew said it was neat to catch other things. That, the Where we were fishing when I was throwing, I was like, Oh, I'm going to catch a walleye on this thing any second here. You know, <laughs> that, that's just what I thought. I had it digging down into those weeds, ticking the tops. Uh, and I'm sure the muskies will hit it. It's small. It's uh, And it ran. It ran really well. I was impressed. Very impressed. Mm-hmm. So something that, that I find interesting was earlier when, when you talked about that, that gold and stuff on the side when, when on Vance's turn, it's smaller, mm-hmm. but it, I'm sure... You know, and, and I, I'm not. I'm speaking off of what you've told me. I've had baits to where you have a, like a certain color in a water that it almost like magnifies the, like the size of the bait, the way it reflects Absolutely. and stuff like that. It's like has a glowing orb around it, so yeah. it it fishes big is what it, it sounds like yeah. you're saying. 
it fits a lot bigger than it is. You know, Gearman can say this about, I'm sure, with flies. You know, you see if someone ties this fly and it's a feathers and some stuff, and they're like, what's that? When you put it in the water, they just bulge out. They look mm-hmm. way bigger. It looks like a raptor yep. jerk bait. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it, it's, some, it's some hair and some feathers, but it does. And that bait, and, it's, you know, it probably was the color, but it looked a lot. Uh, I mean, it was showing up. Mm-hmm. How how deep do you think you guys were getting it on on a on a troll? Five feet. Yeah, I'd say yeah. five or six, and I, I'd line up. Yep. I didn't have much line up. I mean, I had some line up, but you know, I it, but it was getting in on the cast, working a little because originally when I was trying to tune, I was cranking as fast as I could. I got that little wobble and going back to Gear Man, uh, doing his tests with the spinners. How fast can you reel? I was like, I'm going to really see when we start trolling this afternoon if I got this thing pinned, <laughs> you know. And uh, took a little bit more adjustment, but uh, it held nice. Cool little bait. I'm going to point out one one other little thing that I'm sure you guys noticed it, but just didn't remember it. Did you notice the subtle engraving of Andrews on the lip? I did, yes. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. yep, yep. I, I, I like those little touches like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Cool, nice little bait. Um, Todd, when and where would you put this in a spread? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to go with just like Vance said. It's it to me. It's it's springtime. You know, as the summer progresses, me personally, I'm just going to want something with a little more bulk, uh, little bigger hooks, and what rod would you like to put this side. on in the early season? Probably my side rod. Okay. So I can keep an eye on it because it does have that walking, you know. You can throw it on the planer board, uh, turning and stuff. Maybe it would blow up. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I'd probably be running that on the side. Okay. Um, Steve, in your spread, where where would you put this bait in, like, what time of year? When and where? Well, again, I think because of the size, it would be more of a, a spring, maybe early summer. And I'd, I'd – I'd agree with the side rod just because of the feedback it gives you. Um, again, you could probably put on a planer board like I mentioned, but you're not going to get the, the feedback on whether what it's doing as much. I like that value of having one less lure to uh, worry about what it what it's doing as far as hanging up from weeds. So I'm going side rod, early season. Vance, anything different? Um, yeah, I mean I'm with Todd, um, but I, I could also see it. Um, in your down rod, off to an angle in the spring, right next to the wash, just to be different. Oh, so you're throwing the, <laughs> throwing the wild card in there, huh? Yeah, I mean. Why not? It, it, it is true. Like, it, it, we're going to, everything's going to be covered by you get to the third person. At one mm. point, I'm just going to have to say this thing sucks. <laughs> That's probably when we're going to be, like, reviewing the Raptor or something. You're yeah, like, when we review ours. We, we should do that at the end and just yeah, we should like the final bait should be like our donation and just be like this thing and we can just just satire the shit out of it <laughs> look at this piece of garbage it I'm says vk thing. on the back of it I'm what's this knockoff this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm probably gonna pick the side i mean probably the reason i picked the side rod is that's the one i can babysit the easiest i and it's a new bait. It would be a new bait to me. Yeah, I mean, I, like the I, whole I time you, you were a little untrusting 
sounding with with its little wander. Yes, and I would be untrusting to put it in a down rod because I think it's going to get in my side rod any second. And if I put it on a planer board, I'd be a little untrusting because I really don't know what it's doing. So, but and, and there was no point that it. Until I got the confidence. I'm, yeah. I'm right there. I'm right there with that. Uh, hmm. You know, I just said that you could. You know, you can also run it in this setting. Uh, yeah, but at no point did it violate your trust. It's just. Yeah, it hasn't. But I, but it has to. I have to. Yeah, it has sure. to. It has to gain gain your confidence. Yeah, but it's yeah. Re- yeah. it's really tough to make a very small bait that triggers muskies because when you and 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 it also like you know if you have seasoned anglers uh that pick this up and you're like i mean this is a walleye bait what what the heck is this thing you know that's that would be their initial reaction until you you run these these tests and things like that and um you'd be like no dude these you know they actually catch a lot of muskies uh you know, it's it's just a uh, it's like a complete mind-boggling thing when you have such a small bait and then you put it in the water and you see what it actually does and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, like th- this is, th- I mean, that's kind of a good point. Like we were we were completely out of our league doing that flap tail thirty minutes ago, and now we you know we're doing a bait that was like like what you were saying. It's it's it doesn't fit our normal perception of what a musky bait is. Uh-huh. And by all accounts, it seems like I didn't I didn't really hear of anything, you know, prior to this show of like any real negatives of, of this bait running. It's just it's still the stigma of, hey, it's man in the past. I've seen these and they haven't they haven't done yeah. this. But everything you guys are saying is it it seemed to have it seemed to have not done like the bad habits of small baits. Mm, and yeah, uh absolutely. that that is you know that's a little thing here of like there there was there was some time about a year and a half of 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 uh dilly dinking around tuning this little guy in um when they said the beginning stages were in 2018 and then towards the end of 1920 so it's uh it's it's really cool to see something kind of like not not mainstream like not mm. what everyone is uh has been doing and, um, you know, and it was designed for the Tiger Lakes. So I don't have really any Tiger Lakes, but apparently there's a need for it. So other than that, I'm going to, if any, if everyone's happy with, with what they had to say, we'll move on to the next yeah, one. I want a couple. I want to run a couple. Okay. Vance wants more time on them, but you're not having that one. It's going for, no, it's, want, it's going yeah, to the auction. I the, I, yeah. I want a couple of these. I want to use them next year in spring but continue okay all right this next one and i have papers all over this builder is his name is jason ashcraft which is for whatever reason very difficult for me to say um my little interview that i had with him um he calls his baits ashcrafted musky lures get it crafted like handcrafted. Nice. So infowars.com. Not the Illuminati. 5G. <laughs> Anyways. Um he's kind of like a a one by one builder. He uh he does primarily all of his sales through Facebook. That's like his main outlet. 
Um, it's through Messenger or he has a pages, like he has a, a, a page for the baits. Um, oh, I, I forgot something. Uh, the uh, let, Let's jump right back to the, the Andrews. It's also a average price musky bait. It's not a, you know, I wanted to at least bring that up because now I'm looking at here on this, on this Jason's uh, all of these baits on this, on this show are what I would consider to be in the realm of average mid priced musky baits. Um, so now that I fixed that, I trying to keep everything the normal. Um, what we have from Jason is we, we actually, the glider that we tested this time, uh, he calls it the baby honey badger. It's a, it's a glide bait and it's, I, I, to me, it's incredibly thin. It's, it's, it's almost like less than a quarter inch. I'm going to have to, I I think it's, it's probably a little bit more. It's North of that. Yeah. That's almost a half, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the pattern that he, he got to us was a mud puppy on this baby honey badger. Um, some of the things that he brought up is that he's using screw eyes, like all the other baits that we have in this test. Um, he has the, uh, like a Lexan lip for the tail. So for those people that haven't really paid much attention to gliders, you tend to get really good glides when you have that little whale tail in the back. It, it does something magical. I don't know if it stabilizes it or what, but he's using a, uh, Lexan lip on the back and he has it pinned with like little stainless pins holding it in place. Um, he made mention that there is seven coats of epoxy on this bad boy. So he's been playing around making baits for about seven or eight years. He's going on, you know, he's in a, he's right around two years into selling. Um, he, uh, he's from Southern Indiana and, uh, he just he kind of likes the the pleasure of of building the baits. He's not where he lives. He's not extremely close to any musky lakes, and this is kind of a way for him to stay connected. Um, you know, kind of like me. I get the assists. I'm 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 connected <laughs> just via other people. So, kind of a neat little thing that can keep your head in the game. Um, he did want me to uh, talk about this. So the first fish that he caught on a bait that he made, and I believe it was this bait. Um, his first fish caught on a bait that he made was in his first tournament fishing in the first eight minutes of the first tournament. <laughs> so there was a whole host of firsts that were going on there. So it must have just been a sign to, hey, you, you got something going on. That's it. Yep. That's it. Uh, the baby honey badger is six inches long, weighs about three ounces, and it uses two-watt round bend hooks. Uh, they're made from hardwood, the 092 screw eyes, they're epoxied in, 150-pound split rings, um, and like I already said, the uh, the, pin, the the tail is pinned, and there's seven coats of epoxy on it. And So, Andy, you were right. It's a quarter inches thick. The epoxy makes it a half inch. <laughs> it very well could yeah, be. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, that's what I said, yeah, it's a quarter inch. Yeah, but I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah. So you said, let me just, can I interrupt you? I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. Hardwood. 
gliders? Are they maple or are they cedar? Uh, if it's hardwood, I would not. I would not think cedar would be considered hardwood. No. Cedar is low end considered a hardwood. It has a nice. That's why those guys use it. Most buoyant because it's a light hardwood. You know. Okay. No doubt. But so, like, I'm just wondering. And it, it, he just said vaguely, you know, hardwood. It makes me wonder what it's actually made out of. You know, it could be solid mahogany. <laughs> it might be mahogany. Mahogany. <laughs> What was that? Meet the parents carving that gazebo out of a solid piece of mahogany. Yeah. It was so like much, 16 so foot diameter. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it burned up. Buries the truck in the leach field. Oh, put, all that, put all the tractor on there. <laughs> so, um, oh, you lost my train of thought here. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> who wants to, who wants to do the the first review? I know that Gearman might be Jonesing to be the first to to talk. How about this? Yeah, Vance, go mm. first. <laughs> oh man, You're killing me! You're killing me! You know that. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll be I'll be vague with this, but uh, this is an awesome glider. This is wonderfully built. It's very easy to use. Uh, this is something of a glider, a very patient bait, a very difficult bait to learn how to use, easy to hand off to somebody and have them get this thing to run correctly. It's a countdown. Um, there's a beautiful indicator on the head, like the mud puppy. There's a white strip on it. You can follow it the entire way in. Um what I was most impressed with is generally a glider is a tap, and a, like a half crank, a tap, and a half crank, and it's very, very patient. This thing, if you crank it, I would say that this glider, with just a crank to the reel, has the widest lock I've ever seen with just the crank. So very just, well built. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Very well built. Uh, again, it went through the epoxy test with me. Seven coats of this stuff. It's hard as a rock. <laughs> I can't stick my, my finger into it. And I can't be a bigger epoxy advocate. You cannot use that soft crap on your baits. They need to chip rather than peel. Um, and these are all chippers if, the, if something would hit the fan with them. Um, and they would continue to run. Um, just a very easy to use, awesome glider. Nice. I'm not going to dig any more questions because I know when we when we round it out yeah, to we'll GMS. Yeah. yeah. Todd, what what what's your uh, what's your take on it? Okay, so that was the first one I grabbed. Uh, I was waiting for when you when I got the baits from you, and I put these all through the epoxy test too. They sat on my dash for about week and a half and i got them to vance here whatever six days ago and uh everything held up nice there that's this our redneck uh epoxy test you just sit them on the dash and let them bake uh of course, sounds like had... me with a magnifying glass when i was a child finding <laughs> yeah. actually actually it's i had the first week week of the season and i was more worried about them freezing to the dash but 
<laughs> with the weather we had. But no, I mean, I grabbed that bait. So I was waiting for the guys and I was standing on the dock. Now, Van said he was working it fast. It worked great that way. But I'll tell you, that glide bait, I threw it out to one time and I just started tapping the rod. I, I bet you I could take, I, you, you, could, I, you could throw that bait off of that dock standing standing there or waiting or something and you could probably take a five minute cast with that bait like you could just tap it and it would go over tap it again it would go back and back you didn't even have to reel it would just sit there and i just kept tapping it i was like this thing it it just went back and forth and back and forth you didn't have to pick up any line got a little bit that was standing on the dock once i got in a boat you know you had to work it we're drifting but uh worked worked really well there's no doubt <laughs> yeah i like i'm like in love with this little thing hmm. i want to i want our like six inch glider to mock this no, i might as well just sense. i might as well throw our bait in the garbage because it's <laughs> no 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 the six, inch, the six inch i know i might as well throw it in the garbage <laughs> no dude we're fucking we may we cannot do that. That has to be in production done for next season. Well, I guess I guess what you're saying is we have a benchmark. We, we do. Okay. We certainly do. And, and, and it's close. Like with our, our test runs with the six-inch glider, it's badass just like this thing. Yeah. We uh... – I got to play around with that some more. I feel so inadequate when I find out all these projects <laughs> that I have started and not completed. <laughs> yeah. I wish you'd get off your ass and do something. You just, <laughs> Sandy. I mean, I, this is turning into like the bash Andy section. Off. Like, why isn't done. this done? You're just lazy. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> why can't you be more like your sisters? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my uh, Boga extension on the 30-pound Boga I gave you two years ago? Two years? Try like four. Yeah, Get with, get with the program. The, I gave this piece to Andy about eight years ago. <laughs> I'm Poor sorry. Andy. I shouldn't be playing around on this show. I should be Lazy back to bastard. work. <laughs> Lazy bastard. Chained to the radiator. <laughs> oh, and I, I, okay, so now we'll lead into Gearman Steve. When I got the bait, it was not pristine. It had some teeth marks in it. That's all we have to say. That's all we have to say. <laughs> now, we, now that we took everything away from Gearman and his whole Go. point of his existence yeah. today. I got nothing to add. No. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, okay, so I am going to talk about this bait because... I think I have a love affair with it. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I'm not, <laughs> like I'm never touching this again. Uh, yes, and you may want to just send it to me if you want to do that. Your fans are going to buy this what, lot. Hear, I'm just going to turn on this spigot here. Yeah, rinse it off. <laughs> wash my hands right now. I, I would. Like, a whole bunch of hand sanitizer. I would. Uh, you know. So he would. here's the thing. This bait, and this is this is why I, I, you probably kept me last. This fits everything I like to, how I like to fish, where I like to fish. It, it was in my wheelhouse, you know. Like you guys mentioned, it's at six inch. But what's nice about it is it has a profile like a bluegill. A lot of the lakes I fish, that's the main forage. 
Um, so Very it has that kind of wider profile. Vance talked about the white strip. I don't know why every lure on earth doesn't have that white strip on the head. Every casting lure, absolutely. I mean, it has a great way to track it. Um, I started fishing it with a bait caster, which it fishes well with a bait caster. Like Todd said, I did the sweeps. I did the rapid pulse where it just kind of cuts right back and forth. It has about a probably sinks uh, maybe a foot and a second and a half to two seconds. So it is a slow, uh, slow sink bait, which is nice because we want to get deeper on a weed edge. But where I really liked it is I put it on a spinning rod. Um, I put one of my musky spinning rods and I could bomb this thing for like days and fish just it it just fished incredibly and so you you, you know everything about this bait again i, I could have fished it just all day I, but i knew you know i, I had uh, other obligations and other things but it just really was fun to fish easy to fish didn't wear me out too much because it's real easy to work um definitely i think if anybody wants to get into glide baits this is an easy bait to you know get up on on how to work one you know some of them take a little more timing this was kind of just just effortless in my opinion anybody um, else hear the subtle dig that todd just threw in uh every was... casting bait should have that toward towards andy yeah i mean yeah uh, just might as well i mean <laughs> i'm telling him it for 10 years <laughs> i mean okay the only thing i can say is if i had help painting Someone could be putting the white the white on the head. Dude. That wasn't directed at Vance. Yeah, all right. Well, I, I mean, that's a subtle dig to me, too, though. I guess I'm just every swimmer. I'm just going to put a big, huge white mark on it. There you go. Call it, call it a wart. Did you have the wart face today? <laughs> today I'm warting baits. <laughs> I'm, I'm just finishing painting. I'm warting everything. <laughs> oh man! When, when 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 Andy first did the black, when we started doing this together, Andy would paint black. I said, "We got it." Okay, I love a black jerk bait. There's no doubt, but we what we called it black beauty because I made him put a white spot on the head. You know, and some of my friends were like, well, you know what the first guy's going to do? They're just going to paint that white spot black. I was like, yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to be able to keep track of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm definitely, you know, and I ordered some custom baits in the past, and I'd always tell the guy, make it a skunk. I want black with a white stripe right across the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm a fan of that too, Todd. I guess we're in the minority, but I do love that, that trackability. <laughs> oh, the, the higher things club. <laughs> the finer things. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So to finish the review, I'll do this. Uh, so you talk about it being marked up. Well, actually, my very first cast with it, I had a follow. Um, and then throughout the day, I had other follows, and I had one just absolutely T-bone it. And it was, uh, man, fun to see. And, it, it, and like I said, I... I Great bait to work. I love that it's on a bait casting. I could use it on a spinning. You know, I like the the diversity and uh, setups I have in, in the boat. So I think this this lure can be fished in any type of uh, experience levels when it comes to even fishing a glider. And I think uh, you know it, it just it, it out, outright performs. So I'm high on this bait, 
and I, yes, and, and Andy almost didn't get it back. And then he said, you know, we need these to sell for charity. <laughs> and I said, well, can we swap it out or something? He said, no, that's not the intent. Bring it back. Yeah, so I don't know why I have to babysit people with these baits when they come in. Like, lock and key. And, like, I didn't hear from you the next day, and I'm like, I come on. When are you going home? I need these. I got it snagged up, son of a gun. Yeah, oops, my bad. Yeah, th- there, there's a story about that, too, but it's not for this show. Yeah. I, I loaned a bait that's very dear to me, that I, I treasure, a trolling bait. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever you do, do not lose this one. Two minutes into it, it's gone. <laughs> what? Yep. And then he finds Why it. Why would you hand off a bait to somebody that doesn't know how to troll? <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you, Steve. I'm just messing with you. He got it back, though, but we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. <laughs> After a heart attack, of course, but yeah, I got it back. <laughs> oh, that Andy pressure is something. Let me tell you. <laughs> the I thought I was going to have to change my name and phone number and everything. Oh, oh it's tough. I mean, like, I, I don't know. You could change your name to, like, I don't know, the initials DJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For the people yeah. that know, they'll know what that is. Yes. Um, okay, so on this bait... About how much, but between taps or or real pumps, whatever, how much real estate do you feel it's actually coming in? When you give that thing a, a reversing glide, are you talking like it's coming in, it's sweeping around and coming in a foot? Is it just overlapping itself and going like an inch? I mean, this is this is just what you guys feel. Man, I'd say. 18 inches from uh, outside to outside, maybe a little further, depending. Okay, so you're, you're thinking like the, the 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 total width of the glide is 18 inches. How much well, closer to you do you feel the bait gets in those glides? Mm. Like Todd was saying, like you could just sit there and not move it. When I was standing on the dock, honestly, I could yeah. you could have taken a cast and took five <laughs> minutes to drill it in. Yeah. It would just tap back and forth and just keep going back and forth and back and forth. Now, obviously, the the one day I was throwing it, there was a one-mile-an-hour wind, and I struggle with gliders when it's like that. I think everybody would. You know, Well, not a one-mile-an-hour wind. We were drifting one-mile-an-hour. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, one-mile-an-hour yeah. wind. Yeah. Pretty yeah. fragile yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were... Yeah, we were drifting at one miles an hour, and I was trying to tap it, and it was going over, back and forth, you know, but I maybe got to do it, but, you know, I don't grab a glider when there's a one mile an hour, or one, when you're drifting a mile an hour, I just don't do that, you know. It's a calm bait, to a calm water bait to me. All all gliders. Yeah. Because you can't let it sink. You you tap it, and you let it sink a little bit, and you're over it. <laughs> you're over it I don't know if guys do it in the big wind but I don't the only time I get any gliders out our glider is when it's calm okay um well since Todd since you're on the on the topic where calm water what kind of season man I think I gliders all all season 
if you're fishing yeah. up in those weed beds like we're fishing, you know, uh, I don't think it matters when you're going to use it. But I'm going to grab it when it's calm. That's yep, I have you, I already have you written down. I'm Guys, I'm writing pages. I'm writing books over here, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Vance, when would you grab it? Uh, this is an all-year-round style of bait. Um, it's versatile. You can use it in the summer. You can use it in the fall. Uh, I absolutely agree. And in all glider sense, calm. Um, so I'm there. That's okay. where I'm at. Okay, Steve, I think I already know. I, well, all year. Uh, I think you can use it in the winter. Um, yeah, you use it at night. Well, about a night. <laughs> Let's put some glow in the dark strips on. I don't ever try the glider at night. I wonder if that strip is glow in the dark. You, you said you had a love. You said you had a love affair with this thing. Hey, well, hey, Vance. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do something. You might not feel comfortable after washing it off. I'm putting it under a light right now. I was going to say, put it under a light. Then I want you to cup it and kind of like hold it to your face to see. <laughs> but you could probably easily just go into a dark room. <laughs> it's relatively. Steve probably already knows this answer, but let's see. What's that? Nah. It's not glow-in-the-dark? Not, not a glow-in-the-darker. Well, so, so right then and there, people watched our scientific testing methods. <laughs> yes. Hold it to a light. Let's see. Hold it to a light. It's confirmed. I didn't, I, it's, Vance confirmed I didn't consummate my love affair. Good. Thank you, Vance. <laughs> he didn't use a UV light. I'm sure he's got a black dark. Over there. I didn't know what this was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But okay, so yes, all year I'm going all year, and I I'm kind of counter to the other two. I, I fished it in the wind, um, and I, again I fish this sucker and everything. I, again, it fits it fits how I like to fish. Uh, the the wind I went was in probably wasn't uh, gale force winds, but I was probably moving a half mile an hour. And so the nice thing about it is you can rapidly kind of crank and, and uh, get it going. So it, it doesn't have that 18 or 20 inch sweep, but it's doing a real rapid kind of back and forth, six inch kind of movement. So I, I think it has the versatility to do that. And so that would be uh, where I would fish it. Very nice. Yes. The cool thing about this bait, this particular bait that is going to be sold it was uh, a mud puppy rendition, so yeah, yeah, real, real, real nice, real nice job on that too. Um, I'm sure that there, I'm sure there's some hook rash on this, but we're not, we're not, you know, charitying uh, brand new baits. So, <laughs> all right, I think I've hit all my notes, and. I got all my paperwork here just to do my due diligence. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap it up? I don't know. There's so much that, that has happened in the in the season thus far. Um, I, I, I can't even touch on it. You know, there, there's just so much going on. Well, we'll save it for next so, show then. So many silly stories. I know, but I have to like, take notes on it. Well, <laughs> take pen to paper. It's important. I'll quick one real quick. Uh, that that glider, I handed it off uh, to a young person, and um, 
I was like, concentrate. You got to concentrate on that, that cast. You know, you got to go underhand. I was like, you know, once you feel confident, you can throw overhand. Boom. He throws overhand, uh, and it just racks right into my bimini where my head was. So, again, oh. the, the bimini <laughs> saved me. But Did, uh, did it get the know, hooks I, in it? Oh, yeah. There was a two-inch gash just right out. Oh. The, uh, the dad turns to me. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Not anything like that. You know it'll fix that is uh, gorilla tape. It's it's way better than duct tape. You gotta get some of that. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know this this is like four weeks old, right? <laughs> Thank you for the tip. <laughs> gorilla tape, you know, shine so, that right up. Huh? So uh, yeah. <laughs> how's the gorilla tape holding up? Yeah. Well, I did have gorilla tape for this. <laughs> <laughs> you mean this and you pull it out of your pocket <laughs> but it's not just like a a thing where people be like oh if i did i'd be like jesus i'm sorry my bad it was just like gorilla tape no problem <laughs> right. i'd like to see that guy's house he must be used to this sun energy <laughs> thing and everything stayed together about how old was this was his son <laughs> Uh, 11 years old, uh, and he was working the glider well and, uh, until it went into uh, the, uh, the Bimini. So, boom, gorilla tape. Well, <laughs> resale value is now only says, 12% over retail. Vince says, you go ahead and put that on while we troll. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was. I, I wrapped it up after that. I've been swim baits almost smashed my front windshield, and I'll be like, okay, let's go troll in a while, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. It has like a like a Absolutely. soft plastic smudge on the on the glass, yeah. like some kid like, pressing oh, their face oh, against it. Didn't it. Break. It's time to troll. I think there's a good troll bite right now. <laughs> <laughs> troll bite. Oh, that's funny. I'm out troll there. bite just started. <laughs> I, I got the re- I got the news. That spider here. crack on my windshield has always been there. I know your bait's sticking half through it. Yeah. <laughs> Gorilla tape is. Is incredibly structurally sound. Could you imagine that guy selling his house? Like they're like, this is not going to pass inspection. We're like, yeah. <laughs> but surprise. Do you know I have what's called Amazon Prime? And look what I'm one clicking, gorilla yeah. tape, and they're like, well, that changes everything. <laughs> Let me just hang this Excuse sold me. sign on the front of it. Here's more leaky roof here, boys. Yeah. <laughs> they make flex seal. Make sure. Are you sure it wasn't duct tape? No, <laughs> it was gorilla tape. Well, if that's the case, sold. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, very nice. Any anything else we want to add to this show, Mister Gorilla Tape? I mean, we're good. Todd and I are breaking boats and catching fish so it's good do you know who's nice. not breaking boats this guy yeah. <laughs> they, do. they definitely do well in garages well i'm gonna tell you this i had already felt 
the uh, obligation to offer my boat up just in case. And it, nice. Andy, I could not take you off on that because it would not come back. <laughs> like what? You're going to keep my boat? <laughs> like you no, have two it, now? It would not come back in the same shape. Well, I mean, and you know, Andy, it might be a good idea to not to do that anymore. Bit, to put on like a business expense, maybe getting two boats. <laughs> <laughs> you think I should? No. We would rack up, I would rack up the hours in one week. Oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm going through like almost a tank of gas a year, okay? What oh, more do you want from me? This is, uh, <laughs> this is like, it's getting time when like sneaky Andy comes out though, and he's like, I went out walleye fishing at 3 a.m. It's 2 that time of year. <laughs> you guys are still sleeping. I'm like, rough, <laughs> he's out. <laughs> Andy sends me a message like, oh my gosh, what's that noise? My alarm hasn't gone off. Andy, I'm back home. <laughs> Six by five thirty. I'm done. I'm like, my, my alarm didn't go off yet. Don't send me that yeah. yet. I'm <laughs> I'm going to bail hay now. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor needs a new roof. Watch me carry these shingles. No, no, no. Gorilla tape. You don't need exactly. Gorilla tape. Gorilla tape. They need you shingles when you have gorilla tape. And they should just make the whole bimini out of that crap, you know? Oh, it's unbelievably durable. <laughs> it's twice <laughs> as strong as duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was fun. Doing a review. When, when, Andy, when's our next batch coming? Um, We're going to try to do like one a month, so... Okay. It's probably going to be in the next, not next episode, the one after or the one after that. I'm still bugging Jared. They're working out stuff budget-wise for the musky stamp. That's kind of like I've been really pumping the brakes on him trying to, you coming in? No, we don't got it yet. Coming in and it, it's recurring, but really want to get Jared on here soon when he figures that out. But he told me it is, uh, it's a government agency and it, it, it moves at the speed of government work. So, <laughs> so we'll know next year, but very, maybe <laughs> I'm hoping because they, they should have already, or they should be about stocking those fish from last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I thought they, I thought this is when they, I thought they did it in first of June last year. Yeah. Some, sometime in and around this time. And mm-hmm. the, the the great part about this time of year is start scrolling through Facebook. You're already finding water temperature posts. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Right now. The woke mob. They are the woke mob. <laughs> the, some of the people I mean, just had their season open. I know. And they're and like, the woke mob is already after them. They're like, hey, you can't do it. They are yeah. so woke. It's it's funny, <laughs> it, it, it's like, but but I think it, it it's a uh, apes. It, it has to do a lot with where you're at in your musky fishing career. In that, as as you get more experienced with it, you just kind of like, eh, I don't need to say anything anymore, and you just move on with it, and you just let oh, the, no like doubt. like the battle rage, and you're like, oh, there's people talking. I'm gonna go do what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Who cares what these orangutans are saying? <laughs> you know. 
Well, we're on the verge of it, so get ready. What's the water temp, by the way? It was like 73 today. Ah! Instant, instant death. Horrible. You know, I, I quit fishing when the ice comes off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Be like me. Andy, you're kind of right there. I think a lot of these people that write this stuff, they, I don't even know how much they really enjoy mustard they fishing or even do it. To be, it's a good excuse because they can't catch anything. And it's like, oh, I can't fish now. We'll, we'll talk after well the show. Fish you don't catch shit anyhow. <laughs> you don't catch shit anyhow. And, you know, it's tough for uh, an orangutan to, you know, cast a pole, you know, and that's the thing. That's, you know, they're concerned about bananas and lettuce and their zookeeper stuff. So. <laughs> oh, this, uh, I had an idea, and this is very late in the show. I had another idea for a giveaway on another song. I thought, like, I was going to stump more people. It was almost instantaneous the song got picked off. But I will say, to my credit, there were a lot of wrong answers that came in. So I was at least feeling a little bit good. But it was, was like, bang, right answer came right in. But Yeah, that was fast. It was very fast. But I got another one, and I'm going to not make it like three seconds. I'm going to make it like a second. I just really want Obviously, wanna... it worked. Yeah. You know, because we, we were like, is this going to work? Is it not? Because we had no idea what it was. But anyways. Um... Dear man. Yeah. Good to have you on, man. Fun oh, hey, thanks for having always. me on. I appreciate it. Always. Always a pleasure. Uh, thank you guys. I enjoyed doing it, and I felt very fortunate to be a part of the bait testing and uh, make up for Andy's inability to fish. So that was good. Last time I got yeah, to you complete me, Steve. His inability to fish. Last time I got to see Gear Man, I didn't realize it was him, and there was a gig- a huge storm coming. I had an yeah. older gentleman. He'd come in from like New Jersey. We're fishing PA waters, and the place we were at, there's only one launch, and this guy was getting nervous. I was like, "Okay, let's go." And I and I'm driving towards the launch, and I'm like, "Oh, son of a gun! There's somebody backing their boat in." And please tell me this guy put on waders and went out and was just undoing no, his boat in in the water. No, it was just timing. And I, it, I know, but I wanted old, to make yeah, Steve look no, bad. Yeah, he have, the old gentleman is like, "I can't believe this guy's putting the boat on. This storm is right here." I said. Yeah, it's here, and, and then we're gear man. You know, they the boat got dropped off. Fella runs down to the dock. It didn't really back us up uh, at all. And uh, the boat comes out, and the guy says, "Hey, Todd." And then that's when I noticed it was gear man. <laughs> Not a lot of six seventeens on this lake. No, I didn't realize what kind of boat. But uh, we we pulled out, and we got a mile down the road, and. Yeah, it got really bad. <laughs> yeah, it did. did. you gear, man? Well, so we, we fished a little, and then we hit under a bridge for a while, and then it, then it uh, lightened up and moved back out. So <laughs> yeah. we it did take rough. refuge. <laughs> was that recently? Yeah. A um, month ago? Might, yeah, maybe not even that. Maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. It was yeah. Memorial Weekend. Uh, the weekend. Wednesday. No, the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, a couple days before. Yeah. Yep. yep. Gear Man's Memorial Weekend of five days of fishing. Five days. I have hit that same bridge that Gear Man hit under. I hit under it as well. 
with a friend of mine and his like seven year old son. And when <laughs> while, while we were under it and it was just like buckets coming down, the tornado siren starts blowing. <laughs> oh jeez! And he's daddy, what's that? And he and I look at him. I'm like, do you think it is? And he's like, I don't know. And he pulls up his phone, and he's like, we have a break. And I just, it's a no wake zone. He's like, we gotta get on the trailer now. And I just hammered down and just flew out of that no wake. And uh, we got on. We didn't get wet too bad. And I do believe there was a touchdown somewhere, but there was it, not not yeah. near us. That's a it's a college town. I once hit under that bridge too. Uh, For underage, young lady was a young lady that I met up at uh, Edinburgh uh, College. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> Long time ago. Looter down there with some beer. <laughs> uh-huh. Little no rain, right? A little bit of beer. Well, it wasn't even raining, but we still had to hit under the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I mean. Like, oh, my God. It's like enormous storm coming in. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor. Does this rag smell like chloroform? <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a friend. That, I have a friend. That went to, I had a friend in high school that went to college there, and he had a, he rented a house that was like two doors down from that bridge. And uh, I would I would always go, I, I'd go grab the boat, go up and visit him in the fall there. You know when school just got started, and I was like, dude, I I I I couldn't even graduate if I went to this school. I would never come off this lake. <laughs> I would have never got out of college. Yeah. Spend the summer out there now, and you're going to be like, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, so I was young Todd's, and dumb. Todd's talking about forget the the fishing part of it. He wouldn't come out from under that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truth. <laughs> yeah. Big facts. Long time ago. No, that's maybe. Funny. Maybe <laughs> he dropped off the old man that he had in the boat, and he drove right around to the bridge. <laughs> still down here, I see. Hey, you're still laying there. No, no. still. Laying... <laughs> I should cut the last ten minutes off. Yeah, you need to edit. Uh, edit. <laughs> 35 years later, I can't believe you're still there. <laughs> I see the handcuffs never broke. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. like me down on the, on the bones. Except, except it wasn't on dry ground. There's a skeleton at the bottom of the... <laughs> I'm going to visit an old friend. Wait. You look wonderful. You do. You aged well. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we made Todd into a serial killer. Yeah. (laughs) It was consensual. (laughs) Oh, shit. I did not want Dude, to hear this. I got to tell you, I've never seen wheels fall off faster on something than this. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know why that story was we brought got up. Out of our, we can't get out of our shell. I mean, 
Christ, we had to be like professional for an hour. <laughs> Welcome like, to the it's all, it's all bottled yeah. up inside. <laughs> Itching. I feel an itching in my bones that I just want to come out and see myself. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is probably not what the bait reviews builders would like to hear. Hey, that was a great show. Did you hear the last 10 minutes? Skip forward. Skip to the back because everything in the front, while it's useful and good, you're going to want to hear this. I got tears in my eyes. I, I hope they're a regret. Oh, man. You, you, you know what's seriously going to happen? There's going to be a police investigation initiated from no, Okay, you got to cut this out. You guys I, know. I don't know how to edit. Oh. <laughs> I, I pride myself on not editing, well, mainly because so I thing. don't know how. Okay, here's the thing, Andy. Seriously, I, I'd clear the record. Uh, it is a joke, of course. <laughs> there is no skeleton yeah, I mean, at the bottom of no, the lake. No, there, there, you know, there's nothing. Todd, Todd was an upstanding citizen. He never visited a bridge. None of that happened. It was never. entertainment value only. There's course. not even a bridge on this lake. I don't even think there is. No, there's no bridge. Everything was just kind of fictitious. We're using our creative license here. <laughs> so good. There's your, there's your disclaimer. It's all fake. Just, oh man, all in fun. It never happened. Yeah, it never happened. I mean, on, I don't know the, of a bridge on Sugar Lake. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, there is one. Everything's good. Uh, yes, it does oh, have God. one launch, and it's kind of crappy. Oh, man. All right, all right. I, I okay. think we, we need got to stop to unlo- now before we got, to un- we got to loosen up a little bit there, too. Yeah, yeah it's fun. It was fun. Yeah. Can can we touch base on that Facebook group that came out though? Well, what do you want to say about it? I don't know. I mean, uh, so there was recently a, uh, a a group that came out that wants us to go back to once a week, and from like some diehards, and it's just like called like you know, make the fat az musky podcast once a week again or something. And uh, I, I, I'm I'm I taking that group as some place where I'm going to joke upon myself really hard. I appreciate that, and uh, you know maybe we, we will get there one day. Um, but it ain't no. easy with the schedules we're keeping. Nope. No. I mean, we are not, not probably the next show that we do is going to be wrapping up year six. That out, yeah. I mean, so that means yeah. the, the the show after, and like two shows, that will be our seventh time doing that show in July. Yep, and one a week for the first five and a half years. Yeah, yeah. It, there is still a, a crazy amount of stuff that happens that we could touch base on uh, if we weekly. have time. We could do one every night if we have time. Doing charters, you could do one every night. Oh my god, yeah, we could do the deep take takes like just. But the yeah, yeah, I mean to kind of touch on this a little bit more, it it goes into we. I also think that I I try not to repeat our stories. You know, we all we all are you know talking Mm -hmm. you know fishing stories, hunting stories. 
yeah, you'll talk with your friends and repeat the same stories and get the same good laughs. There's a there's a little bit of a different thing to where in the back of my mind, so I'm I'm watching the board, I'm trying to feel the flow and making sure everything's going good. I don't want to sound very repetitive. And yeah, so I that's the hard part. And you know, doing this for so long, I mean, you forget conversations you have the day before trying to keep like everything, you know, memories change. Mm. And like some of the stuff that I, that in my heyday when I was out pioneering and had time and, you know, just blazing trails that they don't always remember the same. And it, it, there's a level of pressure that if I'm going to tell a story of yesteryear, one, did I tell it before? And is it exactly the same way as I told it? It's this, it's how I remember it today, but memories yeah. change. That's why like eyewitness accounts are horribly inaccurate in the, in the court. Um, so it's one of these, I don't want to sound stupid on some of this stuff. So I, I meter some of the stuff that I say on, on experiences. Um, and it's just, oh, when you have these conversations an hour a week, you know, we're going on an hour and 40 minutes right now and we're doing it every other week. We're almost yeah. putting out the same content. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just, it, with the way life has gotten it, it becomes very difficult. And, you know, with, uh, getting getting new new guests on there and stuff there's there's been times that we i don't want to it's never intentional but double booking guests with uh other shows out there yeah. and it's it's like man it's 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 not like that's the end all to to try to get you know new new voices on here but it does get when you're like hey you're lined up or a couple times Hey, you want to do this? Well, I just did this one yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want to have a double a double hit real quick of this of the same personality, and you know it 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 just becomes there's a lot to it to yeah. kind of keep this up, and you know going to this every other week thing, um, it, it's helped out a lot for me in this this summer or this spring summer with with all the sports that were my children were signed up in that may or may not be something that I want them to do. Um, that's regardless to this, but, um, it just, it adds, it, it adds to the trying to work things out. I know Vance has been fishing till like nine o'clock and sometimes that makes it, you know, trying to set these up. It doesn't get dark till nine 30. So it's just, we're doing our, there's best. a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of hypotheticals. Maybe we'll, we'll do a throwback one day and, uh, you know, yeah. Get it going. But I'm but, uh, also, look back it, on all it, the content. It, I don't know what we haven't talked about. Yeah. I don't hear that. And the, how much the content changes. So I'm not going to uh, pick on we literally, we, we literally could talk every single day. Every day, yeah, if we wanted to talk. the. Uh, but I, I had so I had someone in that, like, listened to every podcast. Someone fishing with me the other day. And he said, I, I've listened to all of them. And they were going back and starting from the beginning, and they brought up, and I'm not picking on Vance here, but it's it, it it was it, he said, I just listened to the show where Vance, when you got the tiller, yeah, and you're like this is my dream boat, no, my boat of a lifetime, and he's like he has, what three cents, five, three or four, four, you cents. had two tillers, and this is your third ranger, 
Well, let's uh, let's just say this: like, it's awesome. Things change. It, it, things change, but if I would, if I uh, Todd and I talk about this, like riding off into the sunset style, and like soldering on a rafter to the end of your your line, yeah, a giant casting platform, yeah. great for that. Let's do it. You know, yeah. that it is it is like a dream oh, it is. to have it, but when you're running a business and, and things of that nature, you, uh, yeah. uh you, you have to, you, you have to adapt. You have to make it comfortable. Much um, easier to troll out of these boats. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, brought it, up and I was like, I, I remember us talking about that, uh, five years ago, six mm-hmm. years ago. I, I remember Andy touching that. I remember Andy when I first brought it over and, these giant tillers really weren't a thing over here on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, way way out west. That's what they fished out of. But this thing is boom. It's up. It's out on the East Coast now. I took took it over to Andy's old house, probably fix something or you know set yeah. something up. <laughs> and he's well, definitely to fix something. But uh, the first time I brought it over, he he grabbed it and he was like. You you said something along the lines of I'll never need another boat to fish on Erie again. You could you could fish on this in Erie. He he grabbed the gunnels of it and he said something like that. It was dark. I remember he said he was like this is like awesome. I remember that about yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, your 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 first little pillar, Andy and I were. He came up to the campground. My daughter was start. my daughter was in diapers, going to the bouncy to house day, and Kara was probably five months pregnant. Yeah, with with Owen, mm-hmm. it, it was sitting here at my camp spot, and uh, Andy and I like untarped it, and we're looking at it. Uh, it had never been in the water yet. I think that you were yeah. like, "Hey, tomorrow we're, like, we're, we're going, going tomorrow. in the water. We're going tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And we just launched it. Yeah. I said, well, let's just go do it. And it, yep. you were like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I was in the young years. When Andy and I used to chill and we shot arrows off his back porch with very close houses around and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Back when I lived in town. That was awesome. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, you were still working at the hospital, so you actually had you had blocks of days off. I did, yeah. Well, not anymore. And you <laughs> you think about it, you're like, ah, six years. That's that's nothing. I know that's freaking crazy. It's nothing, but guess what? It went by so fast. My daughter's gonna be nine next week, and I'm just like, holy crap! I remember those early podcasts because the 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 old pole barn had had plumbing hooked up into the house like it, it shared the same uh the, the the same lines for the septic and i could hear when when stuff was going like you could hear this like the the sound of water and stuff going through the pipes and it would echo up through and i knew when when owen would get up and like my wife was under stress because i could hear stuff like starting to go just just through the yeah. sound of the echo and yeah and then like just tonight me and him went 
walking around the field shooting woodchucks and he carried his BB gun. That's, that's, that's six years right there. Well, you, you know, when I first met you, Andy, um, I think you guys did podcasts like number six is, is when we first met and I came up to your shop and bought some lures. And You came so, up to the pole barn and yep, yeah, you, you met me out there and essentially I was telling you about the podcast and I'm like, we just did one. Just, just BSing in there. Yeah. Yeah. But that was way like episode six, seven, something like that. It was very early. So, yeah. <laughs> six years later. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Those were incredible days. A lot of, a lot but, of stuff has happened. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we are incredibly rich. Oh, well, beyond anyone's imagination. It's unbelievable. The bush <laughs> is huge. It really is. The, the bush is very, very big. It, it, it's well, very much. fertile. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable that's grown. But yeah, six years ago, you know, I remember taking a pee out, you know, in the back of Andy's old pole barn. And and and, and, and the and the dog, the, the neighbor's dog Jack comes over and barks at you. That's uh, that and like deer running through there and like Andy having like way too many like giant machinery things for the plot that he was living on at the, at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like I was... we literally did did the podcast like you know laying in the boat because that was like the only space yeah there was standing room because i would do them standing up and vance was just (laughs) laying in the front of the boat and it was like (laughs) it's like walking through like a room of crowded people like you're just like going sideways between things yeah banging your shins on metal it was incredible there was a picture of that in the local paper it was with big giant deer antlers yeah (laughs) Recording it on an iPad. All right, well, I gotta go musky fishing in the morning, so let's wrap this up. All right, <laughs> I'm getting old. No time to reflect. Six years older. Let's go. All right, so big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, Saint Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vix Marine, and Aqua Traction. So with that, I hope we uh, redeemed ourselves from that silliness that was in the the middle there but all right big thanks thanks for listening good luck fishing